The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to westwatwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event, exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. All right, Russ, uh, you were out of town. I want to make sure that you were out of town for good reason. Please tell me you've learned something from this mastermind you went to. I learned something all the time, Joey. There's not one single time I go out of town and I don't come back with like 5,000 ideas, but I got the best idea. I was going to say, just share one. Just oh, one. This is so good. In, t- in lieu of today's podcast, which I didn't get a chance to be a part of because I was at this event, I came away with this one idea. You ready? Okay. Hit me. How would you like to buy a $100,000 car? For you, that would mean you'd have to buy four because you just wouldn't buy a $100,000 <laughs> car. But for me, it'd be one car. I could buy one car for $100,000. How would you like to buy a $100,000 car for twenty grand? i am in. I'm in. Let's do it. Is it has it been repossessed? <laughs> no, it's not been okay. repossessed. It's brand new. Okay. Like the the next Range Rover, right? Like hot off the lot. You could drive away for as little as twenty thousand dollars, where everybody else is going to pay another eighty grand for the same exact car. All right, tell me how. Okay, Let's so here, here's the deal: is that really it's broken down into payments, right? Let's just assume, for simplicity, a hundred thousand dollar car had a twelve hundred dollar a month payment. Okay. All right. What if we could take twenty grand, go buy? Lots, for instance, we've been flipping land through the Land Geek. Our friends Mark Badowski, Scott Todd, Tate Litchfield, that group has taught us how to flip land, right? You can buy lots for $1,500 and turn around and sell them as much for $6,000, right? Or or maybe $8,000 and create monthly notes for each one of those lots for six years. Yes. What if we could take 20 grand and buy those lots and turn it into $1,200 a month of payments for the six year time? Have we not effectively bought our $100,000 car for 20 grand? I I see what, yeah, I'm not good at ma- the maths, but yes. I, I think about a short-term rental. How many short-term rentals have we set up for 20 grand that create a monthly payment as much as 12 to $1,500 a month? Give me a two bedroom. Boom. All right, so this, you can't just leave me with this. Like, this has to be a whole podcast in and of itself. This can't just be this intro. No, we definitely need to do a podcast because we're going to have to write this out. This will be a great one for our inner circle to see live because I want to show the math on this. I want to show and talk about all the different ways in which you could see and buy things on sale, right? This isn't an excuse to buy expensive stuff. But if you are, let someone else pay for it and buy it on sale. How many of us would drive a Range Rover if it only cost us 20 grand? everybody. That is what I'm talking about. So I know that you talked a lot more about how debt plays into our financial freedom journey and cars for a lot of people can be a debt. Yes. But let's tie those things together, future podcasts, and let's jump into this. I'm as excited as you are as you're listening to this because I'm getting a chance to hear how good Joey did as our MC. You ready? Yes, let's do it. Let's belly up.
Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome to this week's Financial Freedom Roundtable. I'm your host, Joey the Italian Stallion Murray, and I am joined, not this week, by the idea guy. Unfortunately, he is gaining ideas all across the country, and he will join us back next week. But I am joined by the best coaches in the nation to help you get to financial freedom. Today, to my left, we have Mr. Incredible, the man with the million-dollar smile. Yes, I brought that back. Thank Mr. you. Mr. J.D. Hill. J.D., welcome. Man, thank you so much for bringing that. I paid really good money to have this smile. Uh, I had braces twice. I had Invisalign once. Uh, I looked for the longest time like I used to catch baseballs for a living. Like my teeth were so jacked. And so I'm, I'm really proud of this smile now. So thank you for, for bringing that back. And I'm really glad to be here and talk about this, I think, really important topic that, that we hear often. Uh, yes. And so, so I'm really excited about today. Thank you. No doubt. Also joining us today, the man who I'll refer to as downtown Ernie Brown. What's up, oh. Ernie? Hey, glad to be here. This topic of paying down, paying off debt with IBC is just as important as a retainer. Mm. <laughs> you either do it and it's not crisis or you don't do it and you got to keep going see the orthodontist. Man, how he tied that together, I will never know. I will never know. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> now, Ernie's the, not the last guy at the table. We have our resident pilot. Oh, did I say resident pilot? I meant retired pilot. The Gooch, Mark Haraguchi. Mark, what's up, man? Oh, not much, guys. It's a good day. I'm, I'm just really surprised that no one thought, you know, since we're talking about should I pay off loans before starting IBC Journey, um, you know that braces sometimes do go on a, a loan payment program. So, I mean, clearly JD has funded someone else's empire, not just by the orthodontist bill, but also probably with some loan payments along the way. So perfect topic for um, that that intro right there. So no doubt, no doubt at all. So let, let's get down to this, guys. Okay. Um, Mark, you are, you're famous. You actually put this into the comments of our community, which by the way, if you're not a part of the community, why not? Like what, do you just not like financial freedom? Do you just, <laughs> do you just want to stay stuck in, in uh, like absurdity? Just, just stop and join us. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash community, join for free. And while you're at it, Go ahead and set up a 15-minute call and join the IBC inner circle. That's where we're about to head after this, and you owe it to yourself, right? So, and 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 bring your best jokes to go ahead and and you know cut a couple jokes on Joey if you want. We welcome it. Hey, I will take one for the team. Okay, I will do it. But but Mark, I digress. You have put into our community a very profound statement, and I want to kind of like use this to kick us off. <laughs> Tell us what that profound statement was and why it applies to today's topic. Well, there, I mean, there's so many profound statements, but uh, <laughs> one of the, the more recent ones was, are you on day, 
is is this day one or one day are you day one of starting your ibc journey or are you saying you know what one day i will start that one day I will be able to spend time with my kids one day I'll be able to, or is it rather, this is day one of making that happen. Okay. How does that, how does that tie into today's topic? Well, for today's topic, should I pay off loans uh, before starting my, my IBC journey? My, my response to that is, well, which path will get you to financial freedom quicker? Is paying off your loan going to get you to financial freedom quicker or is starting your (laughs) journey going to get you to financial freedom quicker? But are you are you also implying that sometimes people use that as an excuse to not start today, like they're putting it off? Yeah, or maybe they just don't have the background. They haven't they, they, we we haven't pulled back the veil so that they can see the landscape ahead of them. We 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 they haven't been exposed to options. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I like it. That's your first take on today's topic, JD. I want to hear yours. Yeah, my first take on this topic, because again, we we hear this often about debt, right? Um, and for me, I think the first thing you need to do is get organized in general before starting your IBC journey. Uh, I think organization is so crucial. Um, and before you start any project, you got to get organized, right? Like I can't start trying to build um, anything. One, I'm not a builder. These hands about are for typing, say, by yeah, the way. I, like, I don't, I don't that, build. But, that's but if I were going to start building, I'd, I'd get my tools out, right? I do have a, a minimal toolbox, but I'd get my <laughs> hammer, my stuff. I'd get my kit, right? That's what I call it. I'd get my kit out and I'd get organized before I started the project. And so I think before answering that question, you've got to get organized to know, you know if, if you should or shouldn't. Okay, so that's you're my not, first take. You're not answering the question yet. You're saying there's a step before the question. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a page out of Mark Haraguchi's book here and say, it depends. Oh, he hit me with that. Okay. Yeah. Ernie, what about your first take? I like what Mark was saying about being exposed to financial freedom in light of that, uh, peel, uh, open, uh, open the veil. Uh, that's forward thinking. I think the question, should I pay off loans before starting IBC? I think you could, I think you could, and probably should peel the veil back going backwards. And I think this is a conversation uh, as much as the benefits of IBC and how you can pay off debt faster, safer with, with better math doing it that way. I think the flip side of that peel the veil back on your behavior. Mm. Oh, if don't you're hit me, in don't debt, hit me with behavior now, come on, don't hit me with it. <laughs> We're we're doing we're doing at least fifteen minutes in 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 the penalty box for bad behavior. <laughs> if if you're in debt, is it is it because you're in debt because of bad behavior or bad decision making or bad stewardship? And is implementing this tool going to change that behavior? Not necessarily. So I think it's as much of conversation on the benefits of IBC as it is human behavior. Okay. We need to dive into that a little bit further because there's a lot more behind what you're saying. And we've experienced that along with the, the many, many people that we've helped along this journey. So I want to, I want to get your specific take on that in just a second. I, when I hear this topic, the question at hand to me, it is, it would be like malpractice for me to tell somebody the answer to this right off the bat, because there's just so many variables. Uh, I'm going to give you a very specific example that literally happened today. 
actually today and yesterday. I was talking with a, a family, just friends of mine, and they are starting a business. They are leveraging some equity in their house in order to have just some working capital. And they said, you know what? I'm getting a line of credit. I said, okay, great. Well, what are the terms on the line of credit? They said, well, they immediately, what do you think they share with me? The interest rate. That's all they told me was the interest rate. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, what are the terms? Because the interest rate can be deceiving. And this is what happened. They said, well, the original one, it's a 10-year fixed loan, and it was like 1.9% for the first two years. Sounds fantastic, right? But it's a balance payment. That means that they're requiring a large amount of the payment to be principal every month. I said, well, what's their interest-only option? Do they have an interest-only option? And she said, I don't know. I haven't talked to them. And then she said, oh, no, it's a higher rate. It's like 1% above prime. Long and, long and short and story here, the balance payment at the lower interest rate was almost $2,800 a month. And the interest only payment was $515 a month. And I said, which one of those loans would you rather owe when you're starting a business in the first two years and cash flow is tight and you don't know where the next dollar is coming from? And she was like, I am so glad you asked me that question. So my point is this, what, when you say, should I pay off my loans? I have no idea what kind of loans you have. So let's, let's dive into that and let's figure out what is necessary to get you, like you said before, to get you to financial freedom as fast as possible. JD, go a little bit deeper on what you were talking about. Cause I, you know, I use debt all the time uh, to, to buy real estate. Uh, you know, we fix and flip houses. Uh, that's one of the, the primary things that we do. You're talking and like five, ten thousand dollars a year, twenty thousand dollars. What are we talking about? We're talking like millions of dollars. Um, so, you know, we 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 actually just closed the house today. Uh, I had to sign the documents for it. It was one hundred ninety thousand uh, dollars, and we're borrowing money to do it. So, so I, but I've I've still started my IBC journey. Right. So, so I think the biggest thing that we have to consider is, you know, obviously what, what, what type of debt are we talking about here? But number one, how's your cash flow? And this is the thing that I think is so valuable that we don't consider enough is the impact of cash flow. Right. Which is what we talk about all the time in terms of, of financial freedom, which is when your passive income exceeds your expenses on a monthly basis. How, what is the impact of your cash flow on this? And if you're so far upside down on your cash flow that it's negative every month, then you absolutely need to get your cash flow positive first, right? Starting IBC isn't going to help you because it requires discipline, right? It requires you to stay focused and be disciplined with those types of things. And if you're upside down negatively from a cash flow standpoint, I don't think it's 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 going to benefit you today to do that because you got to get your cash flows oriented correctly for um uh, for for you to uh, to do this, right? And that so 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 for me to go deeper on that, and when I talk about being Organized, you got to get organized from the standpoint of get your cash flows positive and get organized there. Then we can start looking at doing IBC. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Somebody hears Please. that and they say, Man, that sounds great, JD. What resource do I have for that? Like, how can I actually, like, maybe I feel limited in my mm. ability to yeah. even be objective. I mean, let's be honest, when you're that close to your own cash flows, your own budget, let's say, what, what resources, what do I have to help me be objective? 
I'm really glad you asked. We actually put together a course. Uh, and Joey, I think you're the one that labeled it. So it's amazing. It's called paying down debt like a boss, right? That's right. And, and, and it's true. Like it actually helps you take an objective point of view of how we want to pay down debt. Most people look at paying down debt on the snowball method, right? Which you start with the smallest balance and then it snowballs and snowballs and builds, or there's an avalanche method, which is the highest interest rate. Again, those are very, I think, subjective in, in terms of um, how they want you to go about it. Our approach on it strictly from a cash flow standpoint. Yes. Right. Because that's going to actually get you out of debt the fastest and put you in a position to start winning faster. Uh, and so the paying down debt like a boss course, you can find it in our community. Um, we have it in there that I think would is 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 so valuable in helping you even just put all your stuff on a spreadsheet so you can just see it and figure out, wow, I've been trying to pay down this debt and I shouldn't. Like mm. I should actually start reverting these cash flows to a different debt because that's going to help me get where I want to go faster. So that, that would help somebody be very objective in an otherwise emotional yeah. subject. I mean, let's be honest. We talk about debt and we think of it as black and white numbers, but it's not. A lot of times we attach an emotion to the fact that we even have the debt to begin with. And man, I, I feel like this is, is critical that we think about it as clearly as possible. There's no yeah. Sorry, yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, Mark. I want to jump in on that one and I'm going to take it a step further because just got off a call with somebody and they had gone through the Pathfinder course. Okay. And the Pathfinder course does have the paying down debt like a boss. It also has a few other things in there, a budgeting tool. But I thought what was really cool was we, we hop on this call and the topic of debt came up. And so this person already has an IBC policy. So should I pay off my debt before starting an IBC journey? You know what? This is Debt is a question all throughout your journey. So this individual has some pre-existing debt. They also have a policy. And the question was, well, well, what should I do? And so I said, well, let's take a look at some of your, your debts. And so we looked at one and it was a car. It was a $7,000 loan with about a $200 a month payment. I said, okay, if you've got seven grand and you pay that car off, what have you gotten? Oh, uh, now I don't have the $200 a month payment. I said, perfect. Absolutely right. 100% factually correct. I said, what if we, and this person was looking at short-term rentals. I said, that seven grand that you would have used to pay off that car. How much do you think it, it would cost for you to start a short-term rental? And the answer was ah, probably about, about 15 grand. I said, okay, well, well we've, we've got the 15 grand. So really rather than putting seven towards the car, what if we took that seven and added in eight from somewhere else? and went and started a short-term rental. I said, now we have twice as much money that went into the short-term rental as the car, as the loan on the car. I said, do you think your short-term rental is gonna make more than 400 bucks a month? Oh, absolutely. I said, okay. So now take a step back and ask yourself the question, do you wanna pay off that car and, and eliminate that debt and, and cancel out that term agreement that you have with that lender? Or do you wanna go, like JD said, let's go get your cash flow in order. And right there, you could see the light bulb go off. And this person was like, oh my gosh, that really helps. Said, yeah, we're always challenging you to ask the question, is what I'm about to do, is what I'm doing, is that getting me closer or further from financial freedom? Oh, that is so good. And I have a question that I'm going to go off script here a little bit. And Ernie, I want your take on what is the reason why this is so difficult? Like what you just explained 
when you put it the way that you did is so simple. When you have passive income that exceeds your monthly expenses, it would cost that person money to not take the the um, short-term rental option and just pay off the car in that in that specific case, right? Well, why is that like why is that kind of like a light bulb went off at that point, Ernie? Like what what do you think it is? Well, I think I think this whole topic is difficult because of what is easy. And what is easy is focusing on debt. And it's easy because you've been focusing on it for a while. Uh, somebody told me recently, well, I'm tempted. We're, we're looking at what steps are we taking to get to financial freedom? Mm-hmm. And we're trying to align them. And the one that seems the most tempting is, well, I think I'll just go ahead and take, take care of these debts. That's the easy one to do. Somebody just put a, a I think a brilliant, uh, just kind of honest uh, po- uh, comment in this, in this chat here and says the weight of the debt is difficult to put a number on. So why is, why is solving for financial freedom difficult is because we've talked about this debt is emotional. It carries a weight and it's difficult. It's hard to rethink your thinking about cash flow to work for you rather than to be paid back to the lender to work for them. That there's so much to that. And I don't want to make light of the emotional aspect of it. What I want to do is provide resources and tools to help kind of take the the weight of that off. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? How do you how do you train your emotions? Well, you dictate to your emotions. And how do you do that? With confidence, with with being sure. And how are you sure? When you're educated, when you have a, a bigger vision than you had before. And then when you're able to practically line up the steps towards that vision. That's what we're talking about. Russ, I remember my dad specifically say to me, Joey, you got to go to college. I don't want you to end up like me. And you know what my dad was saying is in order for things to change, things have to change. You can't end up just like me. Well, I think, I mean, we, we as parents, sometimes we take on the burden thinking about our kids and, and how we want something better for them. And we want to know what will their future look like if I don't take action, if I don't do something different. See, in my house, I'm the role model. You're your kid's role model. And the buck stops with you. It's time to take action. If you're ready to take action, join us at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and get started on your own journey to financial freedom. All right, let's jump back into this episode. Well, vision is the key word, and I'm going to bring it to our passport challenge. That's why we start this whole process there, because without the vision of what you're actually trying to accomplish, and I'm going to use this as the example, are you looking for debt freedom or financial freedom? Keith Weinhold, one of the guys uh, we had on the show recently, and he, he made that point very clear. He said, what are you really looking for? Because if it's debt freedom, then sure then go and be that guy that just pays down debt. But on the other side of it, will you actually ever be truly free just because the debt is paid off? It might be lighter, right? The weight of it is lighter now because I don't have as much going out the door every single month. But, but what truly creates freedom is when something else is paying the bill. Mm. And, and that's what we're talking about. Am I, am I right, JD? Like help, help me out here. Are you right? Or are you right? You know, no, I, I couldn't agree more. 
you know, I, I, I say this so much and so often, um, my wife has actually taken it to heart. You can't pay off the cost of living. And I think so much of what we're taught about paying off debt, um, and focusing so much of our cash flow in our resource and, and, you know, doing side hustles to get out of debt, it, it, that doesn't get you Yes, it pays off debt, but again, you, you still have cost to live. Like, there's still a cost to live and pay for life. And if we took that same amount of energy and effort and applied it towards creating a skill or learning something new, whether it be short-term rentals or long-term rentals or ATM investing or, 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 right? There's so many things that are out there to learn how to actually create the passive income necessary to pay those expenses. The beauty of that is that you still get out of debt, but once I'm out of debt, now I have all this excess cash flow too, right? And, and so we have to... Um, um, orient our financial decisions in the way that's going to get us closest to the end result. But first we have to define that, right? We have to define what is the end result, which is financial freedom. So again, as I look at this question, right, do I need to, 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 um, you know, get out of debt before I start IBC? Like, I don't, it's tough to say. I almost initially had a knee jerk reaction to say, no, you can absolutely start IBC until we started actually talking about this you know, collectively as a whole and looking at it from all different angles and vantage points. And, um, and I would say again, like if, if, if your cash flows are good and you got the cash flow and you've got debt, you can get out of debt using IBC, right? Like you can do that. That's the beauty of it. And if you don't know how to do that, set up a 15 minute call and we'll help give you some better understanding of how that works. 100%. And by the way, just, just so you know, you could do that wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call these guys will help you navigate these, these questions that we're talking about. Now, I want to bring up two things before we land the plane today. Ernie, I want to go back to what you started out with, and that was the behavior um, is not so much just about the black and white numbers of debt. Go a little bit deeper and talk about from the standpoint of what we've seen and experienced with people that get fired up about IBC, but they've gotten themselves into debt somehow. Walk us through that. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's something to mention because we have, the reality is we have helped people get started on IBC to pay off debt. Uh, Just the the excitement of the plan, uh, but the person wasn't ready. And and what I mean is they put cash into their control and they built it in an insurance policy. And then they took a loan and went and paid off the debt. And so we, we had an example before where we have a $200 payment for a $7,000 loan. Well, we pay off the $7,000 and the $200 is now on a new subscription to something. It gets, it gets spent. It doesn't get recycled. And it actually violates, it makes me think of the second rule of infinite banking in becoming your own banker is don't take policy loans without making provisions to pay them back. Don't steal make, the peas. Yes, that that mm-hmm. is the principle, and so then there's the rule to follow it, and and that gets missed. So infinite banking, incredible concept, beneficial to the person to take over debt and pay it off. Extremely beneficial for the person to pool capital get together to leverage to make cash flowing investments. It's an extremely a painful and harmful tool if you don't operate it correctly. Oof. So at the end of the day, and I actually had this, um, I want to say it was Jonathan Sanders who shared with us on the podcast 
that he was looking at infinite banking as a means to pay off the debt that he got into because of his behavior. But the problem is it backfired and he ended up canceling his policy because he never could catch back up from borrowing from the policy to pay off the debt that he never changed the habits that got him into the debt. That is what we're talking about when we say, should I pay off my debt before I get into infinite banking? There could be a, a non-traditional answer there based on the person is what we're saying now. But the second thing I want to point out is that sometimes we think paying off debt through your policy is just not incredibly helpful. But in some cases, it's what gets us started on the path. And I want to say, uh, Mark, you were the one that was bringing this up as like the first step into their journey of financial freedom may be to pay off debt because that's all that they can see today. Would you want to talk more about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with, with, with people doing that. I, at, you know what, like we said, it depends for some people. That is a logical step because that is like JD said, that's getting your house in order. And for some people, they need that victory because let's face it, paying off debt is also a psychological and emotional victory. I think what goes along in that though is education along the way that yes is all debt bad. No. no. All debt is not created equal. Right now I have a mortgage on my home. My home technically does not generate income from me. So my home is a liability, so it is bad debt. If I move out of my house tomorrow and rent my house and it then is cash flow positive, guess what? My house just became an asset the mortgage just became good debt. So yes, debt can be saved. <laughs> we yes. can turn it into good. <laughs> not all debt is created equal. So gang, don't, don't get too super fixated on it. Open your eyes up, look around, see what's going on. Because when you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. And a lot of times carrying some debt is actually going to allow you to get so much further ahead. Ask me how I know because I paid off. I paid off one of my houses free and clear. It was the. It was. It felt so good. It was so awesome. Right until I realized how many thousands of dollars were being held captive. Mm. Captive. What a great so word, strong. JD. So what strong. do you want to add to that? Well, because I am in real estate actively, right? And we use debt every single day in order to be able to scale and grow. And again, there, there's a measure of responsibility in, in getting into debt, right? It's like, if, if I go buy a big screen TV because I can't afford to pay cash for it and I have to put it on a credit card, that's not the same thing, right? I, I, so I, I wanna clarify those two things. And if, if you have credit card debt and you're working to get out of credit card debt, that's different, right? Because you're making strides to, to reduce that. Um, and again, you can use a policy to do that as well. Uh, so that's something that we do. So we double dip. So we have rewards credit cards. So we put stuff on credit cards, use policies to pay it off and then put money back into the policy. Right. So I'm, I'm getting the, the, the money and my policies growing and I'm getting the rewards on the other side and we don't carry a balance. So that's good. But again, I, I think debt, as long as we understand that it's a tool to be used to help you get closer to financial freedom, there's nothing wrong with using it that way. It also helps to create a sense of urgency as well, which is nice for me, right? Because like, I know that that's there. So it creates this dynamic that like, I have to be laser focused on what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, and, and even to go a step further in the beginning of what you had talked about uh, when we started the show about that interest rate, 
I'm paying 14% interest right now for a hard money loan. That doesn't make it a bad deal. You know what I mean? Because like <laughs> it, it makes, it's still a really good deal. And so my point is, is that again, I, I feel like so much of the noise in the marketplace gets you to focus on the things that are important, but that aren't the main thing. Mm. Right. And the main thing is, are the decisions you're making getting you closer to financial freedom or further away from financial freedom? Yes. And does getting a policy started to then utilize that as a catalyst, as a foundation to getting out of debt, right? Will that get you closer to financial freedom? Absolutely. But if you don't have the cash flows already, then it doesn't make sense. That's right. Before we go around with our final thoughts, I just want to make a couple of quick points. Number one, if you hear us every week talking about passive income and how you know this is possible, financial freedom is possible, but you literally cannot see yourself doing that yet. Like you're just, it's just not possible in your mind, but paying off debt is, and infinite banking is your means to get started on that whole journey. By all means, let's get you started on the process. And this is why, because what you can't see right now is typically because you have I haven't really coined a term for this, but you you have a limited scope of view. It's almost like a tunnel vision, right? Like right now, you may be putting money in places that you cannot touch, cannot um, get your hands on and, and have never had real access to capital on a regular basis. So the idea of what is possible to do with money is super, super limited. And you're at one end of the tunnel and you're looking at the other side. As you start this process of infinite banking and you start putting capital into a location that you can touch and you can make decisions with, you're going to be walking towards the other side of that tunnel. And that thing is going to become bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was always there, but now it's become clearer to you what's possible. So if you're overwhelmed by all the passive and stuff, just get started with paying off debt with it. It'll be amazing. The second thought I have is how many people do you know right now, even maybe a generation before you that's older than you, who have made it their life's journey to stay out of debt? I mean, think about it right now. You know somebody like this. They have always been a, a big deal about either paying cash for something or getting something and paying it off as soon as possible, like extra payments and all this kind of stuff. I want you to imagine that that person has been that person that has just dug a hole and then filled it back up, dug a hole, filled it back up, dug a hole, filled it back up. And as they've done it, they have no capital at work on their behalf. It's literally just going to refill the hole. At what point during their lifetime do they look up and they realize I'm going to have to work forever because the cost of living, to quote you, JD, is never going away. And I have no money at work on my behalf because I have done all that I can just to pay off the debt. That's the cycle that we want you to break. And infinite banking will help you to do those things. I mean, again, it's not a guarantee, but the process that we talk about that infinite banking is, is super powerful when you start to realize what's really going on. And uh, so I want to call you into that right now. That's my, my parting shot, but I want to go around the horn as we finish up here. So Mark, why don't you, what's your last thoughts on this? 
figure out where you want to get to. You need to know what the destination is so that we can help you pack a bag to get there. If you don't know where you're trying to go, it's really hard to figure out how to start. Mm. Ernie. Yeah, I, I love creating plans for, for folks to use infinite banking to take over and pay off their debts. In fact, that's, that's, that's how I got started. Yes. With, with student loans. That's where I started. And, and now here's where I'm looking towards. I actually love the idea of being debt-free. I love the idea of being financially free and debt-free. Mm. I don't love the idea of only being debt-free. So I think there's a future with infinite banking where within the family, there is an enormous pool of capital in your family that you can use for all of your deals. And if you begin by using infinite banking for your debt right now, that is getting you closer to that end. And I, I love that. I, I want to build that in my family. I love it. Both and not just debt freedom. I love it. JD. I don't know how you follow that. Um, that was that was so good because I agree with that that idea of it's it's a yes and right debt free and financially free. It doesn't have to be an either or. And if you listen to the mainstream noise that's out there, they're going to make you believe that it's an either or. You either have to be debt free today so that you can be financially free at seventy or seventy five or some point into the future, or it's just not possible. And, and that just isn't the case. You can be financially free and you can be debt free. And here's the thing about debt, just real quick, that I think people need to understand. If I have more assets than I have in liabilities, I am not in debt. Mm. I'm not, right? If I have $100,000 in cash and $50,000 in debt, my balance sheet says I'm not in debt because I can pay it off whenever I want. Yes. Right. And, and that's the thing that people need to understand just because I carry a balance somewhere, as long as I have the capital to pay it off, I'm not in debt. Mm, I love it. All right. Well, guys, this has been fantastic. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts with the rest of the world on this topic. If you got value from today, I want to tell you there's more where that came from. And we're about to dive into the inner circle where you can join us at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle, or jump on a 15 minute call and these guys will walk you through the process to join. So thanks as always for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Please share, like, review all the things so that many other people will find their way to financial freedom along with you. We'll see you next week. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.